Uh, last year, last couple weeks ago, we kicked off this new series uh, called Disconnected, and Jay Gray, uh, he, he challenged you with this 21-day challenge. This 21-day challenge to, to find some way to disconnect from whether that was a relationship, whether that was like a, a device, not like necessarily like give up your phone, but you know, maybe it was, it, it was Instagram for a couple hours a day. You're like, no, nah, I'm not going to touch it during those hours. I'm not going to post anything. I'm not going to look at anything, whatever it was. Uh, but he challenged you for 21 days to, to, to be disconnected so that we can connect with others. More importantly, that we can connect with our Heavenly Father. And today is, uh, I know that we didn't have live last week, but today would mark day 14 of that 21-day challenge. We would wrap it up next week. And if, if you're still uh, pioneer, or are still going at that, uh, I want to applaud you and, and say, hey, keep it going. Uh, but if maybe if you, you like did it a few days and, and it, it fell off a little and you're trying to pick it back up, well, let's pick it back up tonight. Let's pick it back up. And it's not just this series that that challenges really uh, addressed. It, it, it's whenever. The 21 days was more so because it takes 21 days to, to create a habit of something. And so that's why I challenge you. But if you want to even start today, let's start today. Let's go, uh, f- let's go three weeks from today and keep going. And, and, and if you're one of that first group where you're like, man, you know, I really have, I've given up this uh, for this amount of time a day, or I, I've stepped away from this friend group or whatever it is, then uh, if next week is 21 days, you know, we want to know that. We want to give you a high five about that. We want to celebrate with you in that uh, sometime next week or whenever that is, even if it's not next week, if it's in a few days. The verse that we, that we talked about last week and Jay Gray hit it was John 15, and that's where we're going to be tonight. And I want to kind of camp a little, more out on, a little more out on this verse. I want to unfold it a little more and, and really dig down deep of what uh, Christ is saying in these verses or in this passage. So before we get started, uh, I'm going to pray for us. And then we were, we're going to dive straight into it. All right? Let's pray. <clears throat> Father, we thank you for uh, tonight, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to come uh, into this place and learn more about you. Lord, let me get out of your way. Let it be your words, not mine. Be with each and every one of these students in this room, that they will hear what you want them to, listen, the, to hear, what you want them to learn, Father. Soften their hearts, open their ears. Lord, we love you and give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So if you, are, uh, if you have your Bible, I want you to turn to John 15. John 15, I'm going to read, uh, it will also be up here. I'm going to read quite a bit of it, uh, but I want you to just follow along with me, and then we're going we're gonna to break some of it apart, all right? So John 15, chapter, or chapter 15, verse 1, says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch in me that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear f- fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Verse 6, if, it, if anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. 
As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abided in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full, or some translations may end that by saying, may be complete. I know that this is a, this is a lot of information. This is a lot like, that was a lot of verses, a lot of repetition kind of deal. But let me paint you a picture of, of, of what's being said kind of and when this is being said. And we start out that, that chapter in, in verse 1 of, of Christ saying, I am the true vine. That's what he, that, he, he said. He's given an I am statement. If you've ever heard of that, that's, in the Gospels, there's seven of them of Christ saying, I am blank. I am, whether it's the light of the world, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life. Uh, during his gospel, during his three years of ministry on this earth, Christ said that he, was, he replaced himself with something seven times. And this is the last one. This is the last one that he's going to say that I am something. And he, in, in a, what's called the replacement theology is he's actually replacing himself with what God said in the Old Testament of saying that the nation of Israel was going to be the vine was going to be what the believers came out of, what believers were tied into. But when, when, when the nation of Israel turned away from Christ, or turned away from God, uh, it says that he tore down the, the, the walls to the vineyard, he trampled over the ground, and, and no more was the nation of Israel going to be that vine, going to be that fruitful stock. And now Christ is saying, no, it's not going to be Israel, it's going to be me. It's going to be the Son of God who is going to be what you, you abide in and connect to. And you heard that word a lot, abide. And then when this is being said is, this is right after the Last Supper. They, they have just eaten the, the, their last time together as the 12 disciples in Christ. And, and uh, they were in the upper room up there and Jesus had said that Judas was going to betray him. And the disciples, it kind of went over their head a little. But he said that this guy is going to betray me. And Jesus knows that in a few hours, he is going to be arrested. He's going to be uh, dragged out in front of people. He's going to be mocked. He's going to be beaten. And eventually, in the next day or so, he is going to be nailed to a tree. He's going to be nailed to a cross, a Roman crucifixion, the most brutal and, and, and way to die with three nails and a, and a crown of thorns. That's what, that's what he knows is about to happen. And he's trying to uh, give one last lesson, one last lecture uh, to his disciples. And so I want you to think about it as that. It, it's, he's, he is longing for these, for these guys to get this. He's not repeating himself because he has a stutter or something. He's not like saying, abide in me 12 million times because he, he's forgetting what he said. No, he, he's longing for these disciples and for his followers who have been, it's been a three-year span that they've lived together and walked together and taught together and, and, and done everything that they can together. It's been three years and it's all coming to a close and it's all coming down to these last couple of lessons that he's, he's trying to teach them. So he's saying, hey, uh, this, is, this is my final, like, this is my final thing. I need you to pay attention and so, this, and, and so that's, where, that's where we are. That's where the kind of the background of what's happening here. And so there's three things I want to look at in this verse. Uh, one is which I want to talk about the characters that are, that are being portrayed in it, the characters that are being illustrated in, in this metaphor. Uh, two is the command that's being said. What, what is God actually commanding me to do in this verse? And three, what it means for us today. 
What, what, does that, what does that commandment mean for me today, sitting here right now in Second Baptist North Campus? What, is, what does that mean? And so the first one is the characters. The char- right off the bat in verse 1, we see that Christ says that I am the true vine. He's saying that he is what everything's going to spin off of. I have like a, a somewhat of a vine kind of thing up here. It's ivy. It's not necessarily grapes. Don't worry. There's no grapes. Or Sorry if you're bummed. There's no grapes on this thing. But he's saying that I am the, the, I'm the main stock. I'm the vine that, th- that the branches are going, to, uh, that are going to sprout off of and actually pr- uh, produce fruit. If you didn't know, it's not actually the vine that produces the grapes. It's the branches in a vineyard. The vine is just what is basically like the central point of everything that all the nutrition and everything like that, photosynthesis and all that stuff. It's been a while since I've been in science class. But all that actually goes through the vine and through the branches where the branches are the ones that produce, uh, whether it's flowers or grapes in this sense, uh, for harvesting. And so we know right off the bat that Jesus says, I am the true vine. So he's going to be the vine in this illustration. And then he goes on to say, this is the only I am statement that he actually uh, includes his, his father. He says that my father or God is the vine dresser or some translations say the gardener. He's the one that owns this vineyard. He's the one that has tilled the land. He's the one that has put the post in. He's the one that has planted it. He's the one that waters it that makes sure there's no dust on the leaves or anything like that. He, he's the one that does the pruning like this verse says. He, he, he's, you know, top dog pretty much. And then in verse 5, uh, you find out that it says that you are the, uh, are the branches. You are, as believers, we are called to be the branches. We are called to be the ones that actually produce the fruit, that actually are harvested and pruned and taken care of. And the way, the, why this illustration really works is, is the vine doesn't necessarily need the branches to be a vine. It doesn't need, you know, you can have a vine like, say so, like ivy or something, and it, it looks fine. And, and, and the gardener doesn't need the branches either to, to do anything. He can grow a different fruit, or he can do whatever he is. He's the gardener. He can, he's the boss. But the branches need both. The branches need, need to stay in the vine to be, to be able to produce fruit, to be able to get nutrition, to be taken care of. And they need the gardener to take care of the vines and to take care of their, uh, the pruning process and things of that nature. So as the believers, we are dependent all on, on the vine and the gardener and the vine dresser as our Father in, in, in Christ and in heaven. So what is the command? Those are the characters. That's the first thing. What's the command? Verse 4 reads this. Let's go to verse 4. It says, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branches cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me. In 10 verses, this, I know this is just one, in the whole passage of this 10 verses, uh, John uses, uh, or Christ in this sense, he uses the word abide seven times. It's in verse seven times. And in this one, he uses it three times. He's saying abide in me. And a synonym for abide, here's how we're going to tie this together with connect, disconnected. A synonym for abide is connected. Or better yet, stay connected. He's saying stay connected to me. Stay connected to, to, to me as your vine, to the one to take care of you and the one to give you food and nutrition and, and the one to, to make sure that you're growing right. Stay connected to me and that's what will happen. If you're not connected to me, if you're not, con- if you're not connected to the true vine, if you're connected to something else, you're not going to produce good fruit. 
it goes on to say that you'll be thrown away and you'll be thrown into the fire. You see, Jesus is calling out his disciples. He knows he is about to leave. He is about to depart from this earth and, and he needs to th- let them know, hey, I'm leaving, but I promise you I'm going to take care of you but I need you to trust in me. I need you to trust of of my word that you've heard in the last three years. I need you to trust uh, for you today. I need you to trust in this word right here that I've given you that you can read and open freely every day and believe that in, in its pages, I did those things. Abide in me, stay connected in me. So he is longing for his disciples to understand that, to get that. And with that, it says that it says that you can't bear fruit in anything else. Unless you stay in me, unless you stay abiding in me, unless you stay connected in me, uh, if, if it's something else that you're connected to, you're not going to bear fruit as, as, a, as the branch can't bear fruit outside of the vine. You know, today in our lives, if you're finding that you are abiding in or staying connected in uh, your devices, or your relationships, or a group of friends, or sports, or, or, or worsely, yourself. If you're saying, no, I can do it myself. I can do it all on my own. Christ is saying, mm, you can't though. You can't. A, a, a branch abided in anything other than the true vine won't get nourished, won't be taken care of, and you won't produce fruit. You won't, you won't glorify your father. It's, it's going to get pretty tough for you pretty soon in that way. He's saying you're, you're going to wither away and eventually just be this stick on the ground that's going to be used as kindling for a fire. So we can't be connected to those things. We must be connected or abiding in the father. And what does that mean for us today? It means a couple of things. It means when we're connected to the father, when we're abiding in the father, he's going to take care of us. He's going to take care of us. He's going to make sure that we are getting the nutrition that, that we need. He's going to make sure we are getting the care that we need. And we are going to be able to produce gl- fruit that is glorifying to him. We're going to produce good works that is glorifying to him. And, and thing, it, it also means this, though. It, it, those things, it's not going to be easy necessarily. It's not going to be, uh, there's some days that it's going to get a little hard because the, it goes on to say, or it says in this verse about pruning and how the Father goes and prunes you. And I don't know if any of you have like a green thumb or anything, uh, but the act of pruning is actually pretty much the act of like uh, cutting something off. But they, there's these special like things that you can do for pruning. See, look, look at this. These are actually pruners for flowers. They're, they look like scissors pretty much, but I guess they're not. But the, he, he's saying in this, he's saying, if there was grapes on this vine right here and it was ready to harvest, that he's literally going to cut it off. And I don't know about you, but getting cut off of something, regardless of if it's a metaphor or not, that hurts. That stings. But he's not doing it out of like, he's not doing it out of, uh, of pridefulness of saying, no, no, you're done with this, cut that off, da, 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 da. Not, not necessarily. He's, he's doing it because maybe you've produced great fruit. You've been abiding in the Father, you've been abiding in the vine, and you've produced great fruit. And now he's saying, hey, it's harvest time. I'm going to cut this off. I'm going to push you out of your comfort zone a little, and I'm going to help you grow in that. 
I'm going to help you grow in this relationship with me and in your relationship with others and your relationship with the church and whatever it is. He's going to say, hey, that great job. Well done. But it's time, for me to, it's time for me to harvest that and to cut that off. Maybe there's a branch that you're connected to or a vine you're connected to that Christ is saying, hey, that is a toxic relationship, friendship, whatever it is for you, and, and it's time to cut that off. It's taking away shade from you. It's taking away nutrition from you, and it's time to cut that off. It's time, and, and, and the act of that, it, it can hurt. It, it can hurt, and it, it, it sometimes can make us, uh, make us doubt those things, but, but he's doing it out of love. He's doing it out of that. He's saying, no, I just want the best for you. Growing up for me, um, if I got in trouble, if I got in trouble when I was a little kid, uh, it meant uh, dad was taking the belt off. Like I was getting whooped. My backside got painted red a number of times. And, and every, I've never looked back on my childhood of, of my father disciplining me or anything like that and been like, he was so rude in that. I can't believe he did that. And you know, and my dad would always pull this line. I don't know if you've ever heard it. He's like, Daniel, this hurts me more than it hurts you. I'm like, you so funny. Yeah, right. He's like, let you put your hands on the bed. Let me show you how to do it. Yeah, no. Um, but I understand growing up after, uh, you know, being older now, I've never looked back on that and said, like, my dad was mean because of that. I've never looked back on that and be like, my, I cannot believe my dad would do that. No, no, no. I've always looked back on even those moments and say, man, my dad loved me. My dad loved me enough to where when I was in trouble, he'd say, hey, you can't do that. You can't disobey me like that. And every time that I can think of it, it was, I, can, I can look back and be like, yeah, I probably uh, shouldn't have done that. Probably shouldn't have, shouldn't have got lost or whatever I disobeyed or something. And it's the same for Christ. Yeah, pruning may hurt. Cutting away something may hurt. Pushing you out of your comfort zone so that he can grow you may hurt. But he's saying, no, I'm doing it because I love you. I'm doing it because I want the very best for you. So where are you today? I want you to ask that question. What are you abiding in today? Are you abiding in a relationship are you abiding in, in, in your devices? Are you abiding in sports or, or, or uh, something else that is hindering you from abiding in the true vine? Or are you abiding in Christ? Are you abiding in the vine and being taken care of and, and being uh, nourished and, and, and maybe God's pushing you out a little more to, to grow and he's pruning you and, and that's awesome. And if that's where you are, then I promise you just stay the course may hurt right now, but he's, he's, he's doing some amazing work in you. But if that's not you, if you're, if you're one of the first and, and you're, you're thinking here and you're, you're listening to this and you're like, man, Pastor Daniel, I'm just, you know, I'm, I, I think I'm abiding in the wrong things. I think I'm connected to the wrong things. I think, uh, man, I'm, I've, I've just been withering away almost. I've, I've felt this, this, this ur- urge or whatever it is, to, you know, like something's missing. And I want you, if that's you, I want you to put, your, I want you to put yourself in, in the disciples' shoes. I want you to put yourself in, they're hearing their teacher beg them, hey, stay with me. I want you to hear Jesus saying, hey, abide in me to bear much fruit. 
Because here's what's about to happen. I, if this was Jesus, he's saying, I am about to go be nailed to a cross for you, for, for your sins. For the sins that have come into this world, for the darkness that has come into this world at the beginning, I'm about to, I'm about to end all that. I'm about to take it all once and, once and for all. I'm going to take it. I'm going to conquer the grave. I'm going to take the, the sins of the world and put them on my shoulder and, and, and end it once and for all. He's saying, and so what I need you to do, the one command that I need you to do is I need you to stay connected to me. I need you to abide in me. In 10 verses, you heard the word abide seven times. It is very important to Christ. This is a, this is a command that Christ is saying, hey, I'm, trying, I'm gonna make it as simple as possible for you and I just need you to stay with me. I know I'm going to leave. I'm going to go up to the Father to prepare a place for you and me, but I, I, I'm going to give you the helper through the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you the Bible so that you, can, that you can read my word, trust my word, trust my story, and abide in me. 